Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Up North Prevention Podcast. Here you will find cutting edge information related to substance use issues through interviews, educational content, and helpful resources. For more information, please visit us at www.upnorthprevention.org. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Up North Prevention. My name is Molly Harvey, and I'm here today with my coworker and my friend, Mike Maturin. We work for Up North Prevention, which is an initiative of Catholic Human Services that really focuses in on some of the substance use related issues that we're seeing in Northern Michigan. One of the biggest issues that we've been facing in the last couple of years, especially, are issues related to opioid overdoses. This is an issue that has impacted not just Michigan, but actually the entire United States. Today in our video, we're gonna talk a little bit about what opioids are, the impact that those opioids have had on our country. We're gonna talk about naloxone, which is an opioid reversal drug, how you can use it. So a brief, just kind of overview of how you can actually use that drug if you think you might need to. And then also um, we'll finish with three ways that you can help be the solution and help impact and change some of these issues in a positive way in your community. So Mike, if you could just start with kind of giving an overview of what an opioid is, maybe list some of the generic or non-generic names of opioids, um, maybe talk a little bit about some illicit opioids as well, and then also just the impact that these opioids have had on our on our country in terms of numbers. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, the As you mentioned, there are prescription and then illicit opioid painkillers. Um, some of the, the brand names or the, the generic names would be like oxycodone, Vicodin, morphine, uh, fentanyl patches, or some of the uh, more common ones that people have heard of. In the illicit side of things, you would have uh, manufactured fentanyl that's a synthetic and also uh, substances such as heroin. Uh, the impact that it's had on our nation has been devastating, absolutely devastating. According to Mayo Clinic, uh, there are over 200,000 drug overdoses every year in the United States. Uh, 74,000 in 2017 ended in death. Uh, so it's had a huge, huge impact, um, uh, both locally and nationwide. Here in Michigan, uh, we've had uh, over 2,700 uh, drug overdoses in the state of Michigan in 2017. And of those uh, deaths, 1,941 of them were opioid related. Mm -hmm. So it's become a really big issue. It's really epidemic levels at this point. That is huge. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's really important to look at those numbers. Like I have told you before, I mean, those numbers are staggering. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been doing this, this work for years now. And every single time I hear those numbers, it just you know, it, yeah. it's hard because it's just, I mean, I think it's more than maybe car accidents or breast cancer. It is in the state of Michigan in 2017 for the first time ever, um, the number of opioid related overdose deaths surpassed car accidents. Wow. As, wow. as a, a means of death in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've done, when I do uh, speeches all over uh, the sunrise side of Northern Michigan, I always ask audiences who here knows someone who has overdosed on an opioid drug. And the number of hands that go up to me is just staggering. 
Uh, in my own life, I've lost two cousins to drug abuse um, and, and other people that I know. I'm so sorry to hear that. So one of the things that we really wanted to, um, or I wanted to touch on in this video, so I'm so glad that you're here with your, your expert information, naloxone is an opioid reversal drug, as I mentioned. And it's something that people can utilize to actually help reverse the effects of an opioid overdose. Can you give um, whoever's listening a little bit more information on exactly what naloxone is and, and what it does? Sure. As you mentioned, uh, it is a, a drug that's intended to reverse an opioid overdose. And um, it does this by, uh, it's, it's what we know as an opioid antagonist. So when someone takes an opioid drug, it attaches itself to the opioid receptors in our brain, which we all have. That then blocks the pain signals and also causes that euphoric reaction that people who are misusing the drugs are looking for. Uh, the opioid antagonist, or naloxone, uh, is, is more strongly attracted to that opioid receptor. So when we give a dose of the, the Narcan, which is a, one of the brand names available, or the naloxone, it actually, in essence, kicks the opioid off the opioid receptor and replaces it with itself. And then that blocks the action of the opioid, uh, reversing or, or causing withdrawal from that opioid overdose. Okay, okay, that's really helpful. Who would you recommend have access to this drug at this time? I mean, I know that more and more information has been readily accessible in the recent years, but who would you say, just from your, from your opinion, who should have access to this? My personal opinion, I think everybody should have it um, because uh, the opioid um, misuse problem is one that affects everybody. And I, I say that in a measured way. It does literally affect almost everybody. Mm -hmm. um, again, as I mentioned, when I do my talks, almost everyone's hand goes up. And so if one of those people may have had naloxone available to them, that might have been one more life saved. So I would get it in the hands of as many people as, as possible. But the Surgeon General says that um, almost the same thing, really. That, uh, it's recommended for healthcare workers. It's recommended for anybody that has a substance use disorder or anybody that is on, um, on prescription opioids for the long term. Um, also for family and friends of those people. Um, and then also the community members, because this is a, a problem that knows no barriers. I mean, it doesn't know male from female, black from white, old from young, rich from poor. So it can affect anybody. Um, so the more community members that have it, the more likely we are to save lives and give those folks a chance at recovery. Because if we don't save their life, they have no chance to recover. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for bringing that up and sharing that information. So if somebody were to have access to naloxone, and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can get access to it a little bit later in our conversation, but for everyone watching, if someone has access to it or they have it in their possession, they might be wondering, so how, when do I use it? You know, what are the signs and symptoms of an opioid overdose? And how do I know when it's actually time to administer the, the medication? Right, right. And that's that's a very good question, Molly. I appreciate that. There are several signs and symptoms to look for. Number one, the person will be most likely unresponsive to both sound and touch. Um, they may have slow breathing or depending on how much of the drug they've taken or how long they've been in the overdose situation, they may have no breathing. 
Um, you might hear gurgling or gasping sounds coming as they are breathing. Uh, they may have blue or purple fingernails because of the lack of oxygen from the breathing issues. Uh, they're likely to have pinpoint pupils, so very tiny, tiny pupils. Um, they may have no pulse or a slow pulse. Um, they may have a pale complexion, and you may see drug paraphernalia around, for instance, a, a syringe or a spoon, a burnt spoon, or maybe a pill bottle that uh, once contained opioid uh, drugs. Mm. Yeah, thank you. That's all really helpful information. So if somebody's in a position where they're seeing that somebody is most likely experiencing an opioid overdose, how exactly would they administer the medication? So can you take us through those steps of exactly how to use it? And I know you mentioned, um, or you alluded to the fact that there's, there's some various different kinds of mm -hmm. the naloxone and they come in various forms. So right. I know you have brought one with you here today to kind of give a little demonstration. Can yes. you walk us through those steps? Please? Sure, absolutely. The three different types before I get into the steps, there, there is an auto-injector version of the, of the naloxone that's similar to like an EpiPen that you just you know, put on the person's thigh or shoulder and push and it just automatically injects the drug. Mm -hmm. And that does involve a needle. Um, there is uh, the kind that the ambulance crews tend to carry, which would be administered through a syringe or IV. And then there is the nasal spray, which is the one that I carry. And this one has the brand name Narcan, which is the familiar name, uh, kind of like Kleenex refers to all mm -hmm. uh, facial tissues. Um, so. The steps that you want to go through, first and foremost, number one, when you come upon somebody that's in an obvious medical or uh, some sort of emergency where they're passed out and unresponsive, is to call 911. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to get wheels on the ground as quickly as possible uh, because time matters, uh, especially in an opioid overdose. Um, and especially uh, where we work in r uh, rural northern Michigan, sometimes the response times can be uh, a little bit slower because we don't have the resources that the bigger cities do. So call 911 first and foremost. Secondly, you'll want to ask or have somebody else call 911 if you're trying to do it. If there's somebody else standing around, have them call 911. Mm -hmm. That way you can get right at assessing the situation. Um, you can ask the person if they're okay. If you know their name, shout their name, try and get them to uh, respond that way. If that doesn't work, we recommend uh, either uh, shaking their shoulders um, gently or a sternum rub where you rub briskly on the sternum. That's incredibly irritating. Uh, you can try it on yourselves at home. It is very irritating. And so that may get them to respond. If that doesn't work, then um, you want to administer the Narcan after you've looked for the signs of an opioid overdose. Um, now, if you administer it to somebody who has not been using opioids, it won't hurt them. So when in doubt, you know, it's better safe than sorry. But um, then what you wanna do is each Narcan kit, which is, uh, this is what the, the Narcan brand kit looks like, the nasal spray. The front of the box opens up. Uh, there's a little flap that gives you the simple instructions on how to use it. Um, when you take this out of the, it's in a, in a um, blister pack. When you take this out of the blister pack, this is the way it looks, kind of looks a little bit like a spaceship. <laughs> uh, and what you're gonna wanna do is hold the product with your fingers on the wings and the, the uh, thumb on the engine of the spaceship or on the plunger. And then your next step would be to insert this into the nostril as far as you can, and it doesn't matter which nostril, either one. Um, 
right up to your fingers and get it up there as far as you can and then push firmly in on the plunger and that will administer the medication into the nasal passages. Um, and it's important to note that with the nasal spray, there is no need to prime it. Uh, a lot of times with a syringe, you'll prime it to get the air out of the syringe. You don't want to do that with this because it will expel all the medication into the air. That's a really important part of all this. Very yeah, important. Thank you for mentioning that. So once you've done that, you're going to want to um, move them into what's called a recovery position. So you roll them on their side with their knee bent and their lower arm out to stabilize them. And you want to do that for a couple of reasons, but when, when somebody is uh, dosed with Narcan, it puts them into a potential withdrawal situation. And one of the things that can happen during opioid withdrawal is vomiting. And we want to make sure that they're not aspirating that back in. And it's just safer for them to be in that position at that point. And then I recommend that the uh, person administering the Narcan take a step back. Um, put yourself into a safe space because sometimes with opioid withdrawal uh, they can come up swinging a little bit and you don't want to get hit or if they have a used needle in their hand you don't want to get uh, stuck with that. So it's important to make yourself safe as, uh, as well. Uh, and then you're gonna, you may have to administer um, rescue breathing, so observe them a little bit. See if they're starting to respond. If they're not and they're not breathing, then you may need to do mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Um, then, if they still haven't responded, you can dose them again with the Narcan, and you can dose every two to three minutes. And that's important to note. You're not gonna hurt a patient by giving them multiple doses, but if you don't, you know, then there's the potential that they could die. So you want to, uh, and there's two doses in each kit, so you'll be capable of giving two doses. And then once the first responders get there, they will have uh, doses that they can then dose with. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much for, for kind of you know, breaking down those steps for us. Two things that really stick out to me that I think are, are maybe important to reiterate, and correct me if I'm wrong, but number one is call 911 immediately. Yes. So that has to be the first step in responding to a potential drug overdose. Yes. Anytime it's ensure that those first responders are on their way. Is that, would you agree? Yes, and that's vital for two reasons. Number one, again, you want them to get there in time. But number two, Narcan or naloxone only lasts in your body for 30 to 90 minutes. And opioids will last longer than that. So if you don't call 911 and the Narcan or the naloxone wears off, that person could potentially slip back into an overdose situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then the second part of that um, is just the fact that you can give somebody more than one dose and yeah. that there isn't a risk of them then overdosing on the naloxone or the Narcan, is that correct? That is correct. Naloxone is not a drug that can be abused or that you can overdose on. Okay, and I think that's that's really important that people understand that that if that person is not responding, it would be okay to then administer a second dose. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to add related to naloxone and just kind of the steps that we um, have been discussing related to how to administer it? Yeah, I would I would encourage number one. Um, Anybody that, that thinks they might be in a situation where having Narcan could be helpful, please go and buy some. Um, it's, it's vitally important because you can save a loved one's life or a stranger's life. Uh, and number two, 
I think it's important to understand that we need to have proper training on how to use it. What we've given you here today is, is an overview on how to properly use it. But just as a refresher, if you go to the pharmacy to buy the Narcan, have the pharmacist go through those steps with you again and give you some training. If you obtain it from an agency like like uh, Up North Prevention, have us do the training for you. We can come in and do group trainings, one-on-one -on -one trainings, Zoom trainings, you name it. Um, but it's important to really understand and to be trained and, and to have a refresher training even. Because much like CPR, it's one of those things that you hope you never use, but when you do have to use it, you hope you remember how to use it. And if you've had that proper training, it will come back very quickly in a situation where there's an emergency and you need to use it. Yeah, that's very helpful. Thank you. Thank you so much. So just to end our conversation, um, I would love for you to give three ways that people can help kind of become the solution in their own communities. So maybe three things that they can kind of take away from this conversation and utilize um, in their own home related to substance use. Sure, what we recommend is what we call, and this is sort of our mantra out there when we're out in the field, uh, is monitor, secure, and dispose. Number one, monitor what, what prescription medications you have. Know what you have and why you have them. Um, know when they're about to run out. Know when, when they're supposed to run out. Because if you find that you're running out earlier frequently, it may be a situation where somebody is taking your opioid painkiller and using it or misusing it on their own because they have developed an addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, the number one source, according to research, for um, uh, prescription drugs for those that are misusing them is family and friends and their medicine cabinets and kitchen cabinets. So the second step would be to then secure those products. So keep them in a locked kitchen cabinet or a lock box. You can buy a drug lock box for about $30 or even a tackle box if you can lock it will work. Um, and keep your drugs secure in that manner. It's not gonna stop somebody from walking off with your lock box, but you're probably gonna notice that where you might not notice somebody walking off with three pills in their pocket. Okay, so securing, and you can even secure in something like a gun cabinet. Anything that you can lock is a good place to uh, secure your medications. And then thirdly, dispose properly of those unwanted, unused, or expired medications. Um, so often people just dump them in the toilet and flush, and that eventually can lead to those products, especially in areas like where I live, we have septic tanks. So that can actually get into your water system. And so that's important not to do that. Um, most law enforcement agencies, uh, at least in our area um, and in the state of Michigan, have uh, drug barrels where you can actually take and take your medications and deposit them in the barrel as long as the law enforcement agency is open, you can do that. Some hospitals have them, some pharmacies have them, some uh, larger rural medical clinics may have them. So those are places you can look. And what we recommend that you do is take your, your medications, dump them out of the bottle. Uh, the, these places do not want to take the bottles because they take up more room than necessary um, into a Ziploc bag. And then once you have that Ziploc bag sealed, you can then take those pills and you can mix them up in the, you know, you can dump all your medications into one if you want. Uh, take that then to your local sheriff's department or city police department uh, or the hospital or wherever you found a disposal site and deposit those in that barrel. 
Um, and then twice a year, the Drug Enforcement Agency comes and picks them up and takes them to a licensed incineration facility where they're burned and um, rendered useless. Uh, but that's very important to do. And then another takeaway from that is in order to protect your identity, uh, take that pill bottle before you throw it in the garbage and take a black magic marker and cross out the prescription number, your name, because those are two things that somebody can use to get a prescription refill and then pick it up in your name. Uh, or, and you also want to block off the name of the medication. Because if, for instance, it is an opioid painkiller and someone goes through your garbage and sees that you're using painkillers, they're going to assume you have more in the house and you've just made yourself a target for break-in. Mm, yeah. Wow. Well, that's all really uh, such helpful information. So thank you so much, sure. Mike. Monitor, secure, and dispose. Those Absolutely. three takeaways. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we finish up our video? No, I think that's uh, that's about it. There's so many things people can do. I would recommend that they contact us if they have any questions mm -hmm. or need somebody to come and speak. And you can um, relate the website where people can contact Sounds us. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for everyone who is listening or watching this. Um, again, we're Up North Prevention, and you can visit us at www.upnorthprevention.org. There you'll find a lot of different bits of information related to what we do. Um, and as Mike mentioned, feel free to reach out to us via our website. Um, if you have any questions related to this video, remember to monitor, secure, and dispose of your medications so that you can help be part of the solution. We hope that you have a great day and we'll see you soon.